Abends hier. Great. Awesome jacket. Nice colour, isn't it? Where'd you get that? I got it for 119 at Sarah. Really takes you into the 21st century, doesn't it? I've got to start doing a bit of that. Yeah, good on you, Mum. Okay. Okay, so put the headphones on. This is me. That's you, Mum. Let's hear you. Check one, two. Stop <laughs> <laughs> Here we are again. Hello, listeners. Welcome to... St- oh, there's a big fly. Um, Hang on, I'll get the door open. What? <laughs> Welcome to uh, Stopland episode two. Uh, Mum's opening the door so we can get rid of the fly. Special guest. Bloody cicadas are loud, aren't they? Yeah. It's usually a sign that autumn's on the way. Loud cicadas? Mm. Hello listeners and welcome to Stompland episode two. You're with myself, Ruben and Steph. Say hi mum. Hi mum. (laughs) Great gag, straight off the bat. Um, Today we're talking to the one and only Mikey Havoc, who is Auckland personality, well, he's a Kiwi hero. He's a former 95BFM and Radio Hauraki host. He's a TV personality. And uh, just a great New Zealander. Um, we're going to be having a chat to him today, checking out about where he's at. And you don't know a huge amount about him, do you yet, Mum? No, I think um, I recall Mikey with uh, Newsboy. But I did read an interesting article in North and South, I think it was, or Metro, a few years ago about uh, Mikey, or whether it was sort of uh, he was going through a few ups and downs, mm. or it was... Uh, Quite an endearing article, actually. Mm. He's an endearing chap, really. Mm. Yeah, he's a lovely character. I've had time with him over the years in my time in the music industry and dealings at BFM and other bits and pieces. Haven't had him down a solo park reading um, Roald Dahl stories to kids. Wonderful. Yeah. He's just a great... He's a great character and uh, he's just been a champion of music. And does he... Has he played in a band or...? He has. He uh, he played, he plays, he played in a band called Push Push and that was kind of when I was about 10 or 11 they first came, hit the scene. Mm-hmm. They've recently announced that they're doing an, another tour and which we'll talk about today. So they're back on the road playing with a British band called The Darkness which is quite a big deal. So that'll be exciting for Mikey because I think it's probably been quite a while since he was doing the front man of a band thing. Um, yeah, well, Mikey's almost here. He's en route, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a catch up. He's uh, he's looking forward to it. We're Great. looking forward to it, aren't we? Great, we are. We are. Anything you feel like you want to ask him? Oh, rather nice that he's he's doing the Rod Dial box with the kids. Yeah, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Basically, you know, I don't sort of know know too much about old Mikey, so. Um, 
you just, uh, I'm just going to have to sort of kind of listen for a while to... Uh, it's all right. To I hear think, a story a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's the way, mm. that, that's, that's how mm. it rolls, I think. Mm. That's our, that's our um, formula. I still um, think that it's um, nice that you've got me along and, and you know that it's um, an interesting twist to have your mother doing this with you, but um, do you think that... Uh, <laughs> yes, Mum, go on. <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is... Um, a good idea with me involved. Well, it's not. It's certainly not going to go anywhere with it's just me involved. No. You're the hook. I'm the hook, okay. Hook, line and sinker. Right. Um, I need you to make this fly, okay. if I'm honest. You're the cash cow. Okay, well, tell me what I've got to do with my no. personality. Just be, be yourself. Yeah, okay. Be the one and only Steph Moynihan. Okay, all right. No, that's great. Yeah. It was just my turn. <laughs> my girlfriend does um, does the radio as well, so she was up first in the morning doing breakfast, the breakfast show, so I had to still deal with all that this morning, so I took the advantage of sleeping oh, for a wee bit today. Yeah, like, I think you've got to do that with a little E, don't you? Take, take the time when you can. It's like you, Ruben, eh? <laughs> I was a gem when I was a child, I've been told. Yep. So now listen, what did you call your little fella? Caius. Caius? Yep. So how's that spelt? K-Y-U-S-S. K-Y-U-S-S. Nice. Yeah. Is that... Uh... A heavy metal band. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, was wondering that... for Mum to trigger yeah. for the reference. Italian, I was going to say. Yes. Welcome to... We've called it Stompland. Oh, yeah, good. So, like um, a hippo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we called it Stompland because um, I used to refer to Mum as the morning stomper because she used to w- wake me and my brother up at about 6am when she hit the tiles. Really? Did the hallways. Heavy, heavy healed. How, how old were you? Did, 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 were you sleeping in for? I mean, how oh, old I, think I, about there? I think I noticed it in 20, my teenage years. 25. 25. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah gear when you're a kid, you're going to be vacuuming and everything. You yeah. sleep through it, but if it's like, yeah, no. I'd say those delicate teenage years. Oh, very delicate. The hurly burly world of puberty. And also, I had some. I had certainly had some stints at home when I was in my twenties as well. Same, same, yeah. and thirties. Yep. yep, me too. Yep, yep, yep. I'm all for that. I think it's fine and dandy. Yeah, it is, and especially if. Oh, no, I wish I'd just gone lived somewhere really shitty and paid heaps of rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you know what they say about home? It's a place that they have to take you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, well, there is that too. You know, there is that. But also, you know, I, I remember one stage when I was living with my mum, and you know, I got a lot of grief about that from, from some people. And I had a, a mate of mine come over, and he was—he's a bit older than me, and he sort of just said, "Stop complaining about it, man. You only got one mum. 
you know. Exactly just, right. You, wonder, you won't have it one day, and so just hang out. Exactly. And I, I actually thought, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah, right. I do love my mum, yeah. as I'm sure you love your mum. I do. Hence why we've got we're on this new journey. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, I had a stint with, um, I had a stint at home with mum where I it wasn't just me having a stint at home, but I also had. Uh, I used to play in a band called an Emerald City. Yes. And um, I remember in Emerald City. Yes. And Sammy, my very good mate, he was he was staying at home too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just Sher- band practicing at home as well. Sharing a bed. <laughs> oh well, fair enough. Top and tail. <laughs> top and top it was. Top and top. Yeah. Sure. Hey, look, whatever. Bowie Jagger yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, when. Reuben learnt the drums when he was at primary school and we used to have this old lady next door called Winsome. Winsome? <laughs> yeah. Not, don't call a girl that now, is there? <laughs> and she'd come and bang on the wall. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah she'd, hit the, um, she'd hit the window with the, um, with the broom. <laughs> Classic. Winsome was a... Looney Tunes um, or something. Yeah, it was. Winsome, on my 10th birthday, gave me, in an envelope, a dollar coin... And she said, as she handed it over to me, now make sure you share it amongst your friends. <laughs> well, how many 10 friends get 10 cents each? <laughs> That's true. You know? Very you nice. still got it? <laughs> oh, coin. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Oh, oh, what a time. She was very well-meaning, though, wasn't oh, she? Oh, she was, yeah. She was referred to as the town crier. But um, she was lovely. Mm. And really, any kid who plays the drums really doesn't have, can't complain about anything, really, Not can really, you? not really. And especially when they're, um, they're first starting out and they're at their worst point. I was, I was watching this uh, fantastic new um, documentary about the Stooges called Gimme oh, Danger great. the other day. And uh, it turns out Iggy Pop used to live in a, like a caravan, essentially. The, big, the biggest trailer caravan that you could get in the United States at the time, him wow. and his family. And um, his, his bedroom was down one end and his parents' bedroom was down the other end. And he used to play drums in his bedroom. Wow. And All a trailer. Time, and a trailer park as well, like when they park up and stuff and he'd just be playing drums. And then it got to the stage where his, his drumming, he played drums so often they shifted him into the master bedroom and they went down to his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so what, at what stage of, of Iggy's life was that? Is that teenage? No, but he must be really young, I suppose. Yeah. He was living just at school in a school band or something like that. So he was out of Detroit, is that right? Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. can't remember exactly where it was, yeah, but yeah. but mostly in a trailer park, you know. But, but, but trailer parks are a big thing in the states. Yeah, yeah. Some people, what they do in the end is they start to build around their yeah. Caravan. I think I think that's what they sort of did. Yeah, in the yeah. 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 The, the pop household. Yeah, Mr. Mrs. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Hey, so we're here with Mikey Havoc for um, podcast number two. On a lovely, um, a beautiful, uh, really nice Auckland summer day. Your, your brow's furrowed because you're thinking to yourself, oh, it, was, it, looked like it, it looks like it was going to be winter the other day. <laughs> and this is, one, this, is, this is like one of those days where you go, you look at it and you go, oh, I wish it was this one, one of these uh, summers about to start days. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the first day of summer, but it's not. It's, 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 it's the end yeah. days of yeah, summer. It is. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a long summer, was it? No, no, no. no. So, Mikey, you... Um, good, good little pause for reflection there with your gay page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I do feel a little bit... I mean, you you are a master interviewer extraordinaire. I feel like we're certainly um, got to be on our best behaviour and best... Um, like, we're going to nail this. I think you're going to do it yeah. wrong if you think that way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, no, 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 thank you very much. I appreciate saying that. But, um, but it's a pleasure to be here, Ruben, and, and, and thank you very much. That's great. Um, so, and hello, listeners. <laughs> Hey Mike, would, would you give us a would you give us the elevator um, pitch about 
you growing up as a kid? Okay, well, welcome to Campbell's Bay on the North Shore, which is where I grew up. It's the only place I've ever, that my mum's ever lived, basically. And um, she's not anymore, but she, but for till, you know, a couple of years ago. But the, um, so I grew up sort of by the beach on North Shore, loved it very much. My dad was a world champion yachtsman. Really? Yeah, he was, I, think he was New Zealand, I think he was New Zealand's first world champion yachtsman. And he was a, um, he was the, World champ of a, a, a boat called an OK Dinghy, which sort of came out before the laser and the um, and, and P class and all that and fin and stuff. Yeah, he was the person who introduced optimists to New Zealand. Really, because he, he's over in Sweden and saw them over there and and, and bought them and, and introduced them to New Zealand. That's uh, so. I've got to thank him and Mrs. Drongle for my waterwise time. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. If you Drongle. go to waterwise, there's a little there's a little memorial to him down there because he was actually killed in a car accident, so uh, killed by a drunk driver when oh I was five. God. And um, that was pretty full on, obviously. Shit. But that's five, and, and um, God bless my mum for all that. Yeah. But um, and me and my brother had the younger brother as well, and so two of you. Yeah, just two. So mum, mum brought up me and my brother, and you know, with, with great extended family. You know, very, very massive extended family, and that was really cool. And yeah, just high school, 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 school. Ran to college, high school. Enjoyed that. Um, learnt to skive off. Pretty professionally there. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm in the choir. Oh, I'm doing the show. Oh, I'm doing that. You know all that sort of stuff. Um, was then, it was by that stage quite heavy metal to up. Yeah. Went to Europe when I was in third form. Mum, mum took um, my brother and I. To, I think, maybe it's in fourth form. Fourth form, I think. Um, took my brother and I to Europe for a couple of months. And we stayed Great. with a lot of friends over there in Sweden and Scandinavia awesome and stuff. And journey. it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it ended my schoolwork, but that that all. Uh, and old enough to be able to like take it all. You in. say that, you say that, mm-hmm. Ruben. But like, unfortunately, I was I was about 13, 14, burgeoning fifteen, maybe. I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but yeah. but um, but my brother was was three years younger than me, yeah. so he's like 11, 10 or 11, 12. And I don't know if you remember being a young boy, uh, Ruben, at that age. At, and pretty much, we went on this big tour around all these different countries in Europe and all I pretty much remember doing is looking for record it's just record shops and and boobs yeah sort of all I can really (laughs) just I was just girls were just starting to really just really intrigue me you know and then and every every town we go to I'd go I'm going to see a record shop and just like almost so I look no back Lego now. Land or anything. Oh, all that. But my, bro- like my brother remembers the names of all the people we stayed with, all the times we stayed there. What was there? What we get? Did, and he remembers all the stuff. And I just kind of just remember this. I blame the, like I say, the hurly burly world of puberty. You know, it's because when you look back on <laughs> puberty as, as, as a, I don't know, as a, I don't know, Steve, as a, as a, as a woman, you, you must have different views on it. But as a, as a guy, it's just. That's a that's a very hard. Oh, it's hard I think to navigate. Massive hormonal changes. Yeah, you know, yeah. and at the time you don't know. You just it's a minefield. Yeah, so then, so I finished running out of college. I never had any designs on going to university whatsoever. By that stage, I had already started um, up a band called Push Push, mm. which um, I've given Mum the rundown on Push Push. So you're up to speed on that. So um, Push Push was uh, it was a lot of fun, and we I started working at record shops and for which which one HMV. I worked at HMV Takapuna. Oh, okay. And then I worked at the distribution warehouse there for a while, and then the band sort of took off. And I, I worked at a, a manager shop in downtown. Not Brashes or anything. Brashes was later on. Oh, yeah. Brashes was after that. And then, because um, HMV turned into Brashes, so I worked at the Metal and Alternative Counter at Brashes about the same time as we released our. We'd been playing in, in Auckland for a couple of years, and, um, and we released our single, first single off our upcoming first album, and um, just went bananas. Went eh? bananas. It was cool, and we, but you know we were all in a position where we could sort of say goodbye to our jobs and start touring around. And, and we, for a couple of years, that's what I did as a full time job. I was in a band. So was you know? that was that how? I mean, was it a was it a kind of 
full-time position as in you could you could financially live off that that band and that oh no it was really poor like yeah, i mean yeah. like it was like we were number one for six weeks and i was on the dole the whole time yeah but um they gave you a little bit of money a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um and we, we were, when we were touring yeah we got enough to, to eat and sp- mm. you know spend a little bit each day and that was yeah. about it yeah per diems per diems i love per diems but you would have been just so into mu- your music and you'd well, be we, 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 what we what we were doing was something that a lot of bands uh, uh, back in those days it was really really hard to for a New Zealand band to get oh some sort of momentum, you know, yeah. and um, there was a lot of international interest in, say, the Flying Nun bands and, um, you know, sort of big hit, pop hit bands. Yeah. I'd say, say that was like Spanish, that kind of demeans them a wee bit there because they're a great band. But, um, you know, you you sort of, the prevailing thing was, well, you guys are really good for a New Zealand band, you know, mm. and, yeah. and it's that sort of, we tried to push through that, and we tried to push through it, and we tried, nice. um, and we, um, you know, and we, and we sort of, I guess, we were just a bit up our asses. <laughs> we were just, so, yeah. who else was sort of coming, coming about your era? Uh, so, when the exponents had their last real big, um, because they, they sort of, they were already had already had a good run of it, and then they sort of had a um, when they started came back with like, the, um, uh, I don't know what something we're going to see that album, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 and um, Tracy, that, yeah, and all that stuff, you know, and. Um, and they were really big at the time. Who else? Well, we, we sort of came from a, a stable of bands that had all been playing at the power station for like five bands for five bucks. It was and it was all they were all sort of heavy metally bands, uh, you know, hard rocky bands sort of stuff. Mm. The Dead Flowers and your um, and so you, he had like a hole yeah. started around that time. Oh, she yes. had started around that time, um, you mm. know. But from the other end of the from Wellington and um, but it, you know and it was lucky. A bit of it was a little bit of it was time and place, and a lot of it was. Um, you know, we, we we were good good at promoting ourselves, and we put on a really good live show that, that was different to a lot of other bands here. I think so. Well, it was a powerful t- it was a powerful. I mean, Trippin' that wasn't your first single, though, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trippin' yeah. was the first yeah. single. Well, it was just such a. Um, I mean, I think I was probably ten or eleven or or so, and I hadn't heard anything like it from a New Zealand band yeah. on the radio. Yeah. No, but I hadn't heard anything like that on the radio. It was a kind of around the time when. Um, Rocky music was uh, like things. Skid it was on the edge of grunge, and it yeah. was it was, it was kind it was, of between was, Skid Row and Nirvana, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? it was it was about the same time as it was at the same time when I was working at Brashes and I was working heavy metal alternative. Yeah. and I remember <laughs> um, when Bleach was like one of my favourite albums. And I, was, mm. I thought it was such a great album. And I was like, oh. that's Nirvana's and um, um, James Addiction. You know, yeah. all that, all that James Addiction, nothing shocking and Ritual and all that sort of stuff was yeah. was really that's when that was humming. So it was on the edge of grunge. Actually, you think yeah. about it. And, well, the next number one song after us. Next rock, rockish number one song after us was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right, okay. So then, it, so then I guess it went officially grunge. Yeah. Didn't so it? you started grunge, I think, by the sound of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so just rewinding a little bit, um, back to when you were um, Campbell's Bay kid, child. Yep. Primary school, high school. Not sure, not were, sure. you, were you a naughty boy or were you a um, lovable rogue like you are now? I'd say, you know, I was, I, was never, I was never a particularly naughty boy because, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I'd, I'd always seemed pretty happy with it, you know. Yeah. Got into a bit of trouble, but, not, but never, on the, just on the fringes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Never got expelled, never got suspended, came very close to it, but very, you know. That's pretty good. I got suspended once. Do you remember that, Mum? Oh, I do. Please tell <laughs> us about that. <laughs> well, actually, I, f- I felt a little bit hard done by because I had a, um, <clears throat> I th- I had a weekend bag because I was a five-day boarder. I went to boarding yeah. school. Oh, did you? So I had a five-day boarder and I had in my so weekend... five days off for you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at, it was seven days off for Mum because I went down Hawke's Bay. My old man lives down yeah. there. all right. 
I'd come home for the holidays. I think you missed me though, didn't you, Mel? I did. Um, but I was a little bit hard done by because my weekend bag still had an empty cigarette packet and a bottle of beer in it. And then the prefix came through and did like a full dorm. Um, they were dorm troopers. Yeah, like policemen or something. Exactly. Well, it was a, it was a funny it was a funny school, man. Like the the whole yeah. seniority thing and prefects, and they had this ultimate power. And anyway, so they did a sweep because there'd been people caught smoking um, on on site yeah. at the school. Yeah. And who, we weren't, did, who weren't teachers? No. Yeah. And um, the sweep, and I came out in uh, my bag, bottle of beer, empty cigarette packet, and that was enough. Just like a dog. <laughs> just like a, just a, a bad egg, eh? Yeah, such just, a bad egg. Such a rotten, just mistake. <laughs> Who, who's, look at him, look at him, with his beer and his sickies. <laughs> oh, man, it was funny because we had a pet house or something in there as well. And just, oh. <laughs> but it was funny because there was probably about five or six of us who got suspended and... Um, so we had, you had to go to the sick bay when you got suspended. Before, to the sick bay? Well, before your parents picked you up. So you had to be like, away from the other kids. You go to the sick bay until you got... Hey, baddie, Gosh, Rubes, I didn't know that story. If I'd what? known that, I would have really gone in for you. Would you? Mm. What did well, you think? Oh, the you. sick bay part of it. Well, or which no, part I, of it? I thought that you had been smoking behind the bike sheds. That's the story I got. No, Mum. Oh. That, was, that was propaganda. Would that have been Okay. <laughs> what it really? It was your a big little boy, your pristine little boy with his virgin lungs, <laughs> smoking behind the bike shed. Would it have really? Would you have been so cavalier about it? No, really, when you think about it. Oh. It was pretty funny because there were five of us holed up in the sick bay. Then Andrew Mark got picked up by his parents who were down the road, and someone else got picked up. And the only pe- people left were me. My dad lived 20 minutes down the road. Kevin Shee, his parents lived in Hong Kong. Yeah. Joe Eckleton, his parents lived in Hong Kong. And so they were there for a lot longer. Yeah, they had to stay, they had to stay in sick bay, sick bay for the duration of their suspension. But dad, dad rang up and said, I'm not getting him. I'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> so I said the first night in sick bay. Oh, that's, that's, that's the I'm not angry and disappointed, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But the next, and the next day, um, dad came. What if they had a, ra- a, a rush on people that had broken their ankles or something, or, or you know, oh. stings or, yeah, or I mean, blood noses, as, as happens at school? Well, they'd, they'd be in with the suspended kids. <laughs> Cross-contamination. <Yeah. right? laughs> oh. When you look back on it now, it was so minor, wasn't it? Oh, it's so trivial, yeah. But, you know, you, oh, but at the time, oh, my God, terrifying, because um, Dad picked me up and he said... You're not gonna. You're you're not on a bloody holiday. You're coming home and you're gonna study. And we got home and Dad's like, "Should we go for a walk down the beach then?" Taking <laughs> oh. so a reflect, day. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't well. take him long to just for us. Yeah, well, I, I didn't did. do anything like that growing up anyway, Ruben. So. <laughs> and now flipping back to push push, you're you're about to well a few weeks away a full tour. Uh, well, we're, we're, to- we're touring with a, um, a yeah. We've decided after twenty at one stage of twenty years not even talking to each other, and not even no, twenty years of not being in the same room together. Were you estranged? We were definitely estranged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just yeah, a few of us. I just sort of got over it. I, I left um, before they went to Australia because um, I didn't really agree with going to Australia. Which at the time that was like what bands sort of. Yeah, make step, it big in New it? Zealand and then can you make it big in Australia? And I actually thought we'd done some time in Australia and I actually thought it wasn't. It was a great place to go and get your ass kissed about being a great band. You could mm. and you could be a band and just be a band as a job. Yeah. But 
you could do that and the rest of the world would never hear about you. You know, yes. you, you could, it's, it was a big enough sort of population to sustain its own Ecosystem. Yeah, 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 almost, yeah, ecosystem. Musical ecosystem. Mm. And um, so, yeah, and then there's some various personality clashes within the band that I was sort of wasn't into. And yeah, started which happens. Feel, yeah, which happens, you know, but then um, 20, 25 years later, we all got, got together and had a jam and thought, oh, this is cool fun. What are we doing? This is it. And, and through, I guess, through a lot of people continually asking us all, when's the band going to get back together? And, you know, so we thought, was well, it so much fun practising together again? It's... it's do a wee bit of a hoot nanny on it, and so we, um, so yeah, we and then we and then we were, we were trying to figure out when we could put a tour together, and then we got asked if we wanted to open for the Darkness, that band, the Darkness. Great. Who are um, who I don't really know how to explain because I'm not a big, I've never really been a big fan. I so, do. So, mm. Steph, how do you explain this to Steph? Mum, do you remember that Darkness ripoff video we did at Lilypart? We did it. There was a competition on C4 where you had to make a Darkness music video. Remember, and we were all dressed up, and I had the weird moustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the Darkness. Mm. That's it. That's who we're opening for. Yeah, so on this tour. So yeah, so it's only just Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch. But hey, you know, it's cool. And let um, you hear out. Yeah. Well, those of us that are still here, let out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mikey, when's this happening? Uh, end of April, twentieth, twenty-first, twenty-second of April. Yeah. So that's really cool. And so, um, so we're having some practicing. The guys. So we've got two of the two of the members, ex-members, live over. What well, members now? Live in Australia. Yeah. And so we've been sort of recording, re-recording songs that we wrote back then. To, for release, a little, we're going to release an EP in, in about a month's time, and then it's um, interesting. You're um, you, were well, you doing an EP? So is it kind of you go? How do you how do you kind of pull together material and write together? Is it just like okay, well, let's it's, all the all the songs are songs that we had already written for uh, for a non-eventing uh, uh, and a second album that never eventuated. Oh, far out. Yeah, so that's, that's a good. It's kind of cool. Like two of them, we two of them we've totally re-recorded, and yeah. the other two are just we've sort of mastered the demos to the best we can. Amazing. So have you sort yeah. of mix them up a bit, or are you sort of the same old? I mean, the same. Sort of style as we used to yes, be. Yeah. Good question, Steph. Good yeah. question. The um, that's the single that we're releasing is is quite um, simple and you know is, is quite a simple sort of. I guess it's similar to Trippin' in, in a way, but not we're not released it for that reason. It's just a good song, mm. and the um, and then there's two songs which are very different. Again, and then another one which is kind of a more. Uh, Moody sort of thing, you know, but it's Moody. a bit. I don't know, but but the thing is, it's quite weird because there were songs that we wrote, you know, like I wrote them when I was the words mm. anyway. I wrote when I was you know, 22, 23. And Something. how does it, how's looking back at those lyrics as a uh, mm, yeah twenty? Well, well, the yeah, kind, kind of weird, kind yeah. of weird. But some of them, two of them, I'm really, really, I think are really cool. Yeah, you know? and and stood, um, the, stood the test yeah, of time. Yeah, they, actually, they've all stood the test time. Otherwise, we wouldn't Great. have recorded mm. them, you know. And yeah. as far as just like catchy little. Hook that you that you want to sing along to, which is what's and I guess and it's quite nice being in a situation now where I don't feel like I have to prove my musical cred- no. credibility to anyone, which is no. was, for some reason it was all about that you know when you're younger and so yeah. so I don't really care that, that one of them's a quite a cool pop song you know it's like no. because because mm. I know how I, I know how much I appreciate a good cool so- pop songs I just appreciate good songs you know yeah. and and, mm. and they're four really good songs. You you do love a good pop song, and you've been a great champion of music. And that kind of a post was it post uh, push push or at the same time that you began ninety five being a DJ at ninety five BFM. Sort of just towards the end of push push, I started DJing, getting asked to DJ at bars and stuff, yeah. and um, and that led on to DJing on BFM, I suppose. Mm. You know, and 
that was really cool. Yeah, that's you, uh, but it, but I've always I've always been like I was was always trying to champion new music. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we're on the road and stuff like that, and yeah. You know. So, um, Mum, Mikey was breakfast host for many year at BFM and drive host. What was the? So was it six years? Your first first stint at BFM roundabout. Um, yeah, I was there. Well, I was there eighteen years altogether. Yeah, and um, and I think eleven of that was breakfast. Wow. And um, most a lot of early mornings. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, which is just excruciatingly painful. But until you get there, and then the minute you press the button, yeah, you're in. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, then the only other pain comes apre show when you suddenly realise how tired you are, or suddenly realise that yeah, yeah. what to do with the rest of the day and that sort of thing. But but um, yeah, it was it's what an amazing what an amazing opportunity that was. Yeah. You know? And and I, I I love that station and I love everything that I did there and I love you know it's the highs the lows and the um. And it was a golden time at BFM. It was, I mean, there's be, there've been some golden times, but that was just, uh, it was spectacular growing up and listening to that, and then being a bit older and listening to that. But it was. See, that's something that that's something I'm really, really proud of. Is that, oh, you is, should is be. that is like I know people who got together. They've, you know, like, there's one couple I know who got together while on one of those Titanic dance parties that we had on the boat. You know, wow. And um, and then they got married, like, sort of to some song that, that I played all the time on breakfast. And then the, they rang me up one day and their kid had been listening for... Their 10-year-old kid had, was, had grown up and every morning in their household they'd had my breakfast show on. And that's... What a like great I grew up to Merv Smith and Onesie B and you know, stuff like that. And I can't imagine what some kid that grew up having listening to me every morning. But it's flattering, you know. How cool, you know, how cool that, that someone that people like you that much and, and yeah. that, that you can be that, that involved in other people's lives. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really something special, you know. Yeah. Uh, I missed you when you went. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, miss, I'm, I miss it. Yeah. I miss it terribly, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's because the other thing about this is my, for whatever personal reasons what a great place to do radio yeah. you know what a great um, I think I really truly believe that radio is such an underrated medium you know yeah. that's, why, that's why podcasting like this is really cool yeah. um, because you know if you're whoever's listening to this now is listening to it listening to what we're saying but they're also imagining what we're imagining, and, yes. you know, and 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 maybe they're only half listening, and they're sort of only picking up certain words, and it's you know there's so much more scope to it than yeah. the internet. You read what you, what's in front of you. Yeah, you have the to TV. Be fully TV, able to. you you read what you watch, what's programmed for you. Yeah, um, books are a certain you know like cool knocking books is pretty heavy, eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get books about <laughs> it. No, but yeah, I think I think radio is just—I just think it's so underrated. And I, yeah. I've just, um, Steph, I've just finished a stint, a couple of years with uh, Radio Hauraki, which is which was really I, I really enjoyed, but um, found towards the end that they uh, we we parted ways because they uh, didn't like how well, I guess how I did, I did my radio, you know. But it's I, yeah, exactly. How far I'm proud to like that, Ruben. But but mm. um, but you know, commercial. I think commercial radio does is. Doesn't realise just what a great medium it is. I think they they see they see it as an old slobbery cow. I think too probably BFM too that you know people driving to work, waking up to your voice. You 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 were familiar in their lives. They might have been feeling having not such a good day, but you were somebody that was familiar in your in their life every day. Your tone, your voice, your pleasant—that's very. Um, that's spot. That's spot on, actually. That's um, something I've said before: is that is that that part of the day 
like you know, especially breakfast, is well, even just radio in general. If you know, you've got to you've got to be conscious the whole time that people are that you've been invited into someone's. Yeah. You, you know, people aren't tuning in because they love you. Yeah. they're inviting you into their day, and especially yeah. in the morning, that's a really intimate, personal part yeah. of the day. And some people don't yeah. share that with their kids or their partners. Yeah. Yeah. some people are just like don't talk to me, don't talk to me. But then they let yeah. you in, and you just as long as you. Make it, I think you make it aware, make them aware that you are grateful for that. Then, but, you know, you pe- know. Pe- people are very perceptive. They can pick up when a person is totally themselves. And that's probably what endeared a lot of people to you. Well, thank you very much, yeah. Steph. Yes. Also, but also, if, if put, everyone's got a, everyone should be in front of the microphone. Yeah. You know, they, there's, no one's not interesting. No. Yeah, yeah you're you know, right. Very, there's very few people that I've ever, ever met who really, when you sit down... Haven't got something to say. Well, yeah, uh, aren't yeah. interesting, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's how we all make our way through the through, exactly. the, through life, isn't it? You yeah, know? exactly. Um, just going back to the kind of the breakfast show and, and you know, you, you'd, you'd have to have a bloody early morning and you've also probably got to navigate days when you wake up and you don't feel so great. How, how do you kind of Most get so through so. that? <laughs> how do you get through that? Oh, like, I, just, you know, I, like, just, I just had to just... I was late a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, as you know. And, um, <laughs> yes. and I'm not proud of that, but, uh, but it was... Uh. It was it was really difficult, you know. It was, and it was and it was you know I was trying to sort of like it wasn't wasn't a particularly it wasn't at all a good earn or anything like that. So right. it was like you know I had lots of other stuff I was doing like um, trying to put together TV shows and yeah, of course, you know, and um, or just life and stuff. And then and um, but yeah. did you have to you know I, I guess some days you might have a shorter wick than others, and and a, and yeah. a listener might say something and. You have to bloody bite your finger so you wouldn't go off of them if you if you were in a bad mood. Like, how do you how would you manage that kind of stuff? You, well, you just have. I mean, you 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 sort of just you just learn that no, you know, a bad mood. No one wants to hear in a bad mood. No, you God know, no. Like you can you can have you can be opinionated, but mm. you but no one wants to hear you. Mm. Like I'm a crap on about stuff a wee bit too much. I think when I'm on the radio, but but at the same time, it's like it's. You know, you just like I say, just always be conscious that people have bothered to, to tune into you. Yeah. You know? And um, and different. And you know, there's as tired as I was when I got there. As soon as I get there, press the button, and then you go, well, you know, there's actually people that have been up for hours. You know, yeah. and people who are just finishing school again. There's people who've got their kids in the car, and there's people yeah. who've got. So all that stuff you have to take into consideration. You know, and, and I think you have to do that at all times on the radio. You know, yeah. like. There's, you know, maybe drive or something can be a bit more free and easy, but people still do have their kids in the car, and you know, and mm. so easy on the swearing, easy on the topics, you mm. know, like, and... Um, I was actually, I'd, I had a stint on drive with uh, Johnny and Big Hungry, and... They're good. They're, they're really great, good, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And I was kind of like the, the Klingon, the third Klingon, and we, um, we talked about something in regard to Father Christmas... And that Father what Christmas. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, and we got a message straight away. Like, I've got my kids in the car. What were you thinking? Yeah. See, I've rung up the big hungry and plate, pretended to be Father Christmas. I know, I've heard that. Yeah, and um, and like, I've never met those guys yet, but I'm keen to. But yeah, but yeah, where we Reuben? <laughs> as a, okay, as a mum, as a mum, what do you think about that, Steph? Uh... I think that's deplorable, eh? Like. <laughs> Oh shit! Like, so, so tell me, tell me. Let's let's run through Reuben as uh, with the, the the how does how does Santa work at your place? Because right. at my place, let me just tell you before you start. At my place, Santa still comes to my place. <laughs> and if I ask my mum, uh, well, oh, who's, who's, what's, who's this present from? She'll say it's from Santa. And I'll say, well, thanks Santa for me, won't you? <laughs> and my brother will say the same. We don't. We that's how we run it at our place. We've that's never. Good. Yeah. We I have never. It. 
Let go. Gone. We, no, we just don't even say that. You see, we just <laughs> never, ever, there's no, no there no. is no discussion. No. Santa comes at Christmas. Exactly. To good boys and girls, yeah. okay? That's how, that's how it rolls out place. Yeah. To, Steph, tell me about, tell me about Rubens. When it all went, the beer and the ciggies, was that it? Rubes was a, um, he was actually a model child. He was good. He was, people loved to be around him. He was gregarious. He was bright. At primary school, he um, he used to find his way into most of the school productions and he'd yeah, inevitably good. end up with the lead part. part. <coughs> you were sort of Professor Peak Snuff, weren't you, at uh, primary school? What was that uh, play that yes. you were in? Oh, that's, it was actually yeah. Oliver Twist one Oliver year. Oliver Twist. You yeah. were actually Oliver? Yes. Yeah. High voice? Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and there, was a, yeah. there was a kid who was two years older than me <clears throat> who wanted to be Oliver and he was a bit of a bully and he used to give me like dead arms and noogies backstage and say, Ooh. "Get into character, Orphan." <laughs> <laughs> Get into character, Orphan, and then straight into food, yeah. glorious food. Stop yeah, What about no, Christmas? What, I can't even. We um. We I, always used to make the journey down to the family at Waikanae yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, we did. Christmas specifically was a, Santa. It though. was a big deal. No, we always called him Father Christmas. Yeah, well, Father Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So Father Christmas came to to, to if Reuben was a good boy. Father yes, Christmas Father came. Father Christmas used to come, and he yeah. looked forward to Father Christmas. Yeah, sure yeah. did. Yep. Yeah. And he was and surprised there at the, at the certain gifts that Father Christmas had bought him. Oh my God! I was I was pretty well looked after. I was given a Father Christmas was very very kind to me. Yeah, yeah, wow. I, I I was a big fan of Christmas, and I, I kind of I think but you had shot... to keep poking and poking and poking, and is he real? Is it real? I figured it out. Did you figure it out? Yes, I figured it out because I saw something that Mum had stored in the cupboard, which then was wrapped up by Father Christmas, and I pieced it together because I also saw that. It was about that age I noticed Mum's handwriting was on the Father Christmas presents. <laughs> so here's here's something here's something that, that uh, this is this is something that I give my um, that I give Santa credit for. Santa's handwriting is has has always been the same and always completely different to really? to to say my Mum's handwriting. Wow! Like to the point where I used to sit there and I used to go. Really? <laughs> and I'd look at them both and I'd be Gosh. going, no, and it's the same as last year, and the same as the year after. Oh, and the year before, just like, just, oh, just, you know, it's to this day, to this day, you know? Oh, and I think yeah. that's, that's, you that's, know, that's, I mean, Santa, he's, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. And, uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and even the cupboard thing. Nothing, what about, what, you must have, you must I have was done poking this around, around in the cupboard a lot. You poke around, see, this is what parents don't realise. Mm. Steph, you must have, did you, you have to, Keep it offside, surely, because <laughs> yeah. it just any Keep any little any offside. little boys is going to go. So the second that you pull out of the driver and go, we'll be back in about half an hour. Right, you've got chairs out and you're up in the cupboards and you're up in that cupboard that you're not supposed to. You've worked out how to undo that. You're out the back in that bit so you're not right. supposed to be. Like the second so that you leave, right. the second you leave, or someone's on lookout and and and, and this. But we just like I look. We had a cupboard up there had some cool stuff in it. And I go, who's that for? Oh, wait for Christmas. Not yet. Where did it go? <laughs> it's still up in the cupboard or something like that. So it's like, or it's, oh. or it's gone, but it's not for me. Yeah, it's like, so maybe it was like a, there was like a round robin where like one parent would have their presence for their kids and then you'd but oh, they'd they store them in different places yeah, yeah, or something. I don't a know. Good, that's a good system. I don't system. know. I see too many questions, but then you're asking, you're poking, you're asking, yeah. you just keep niggling away and you, <laughs> and you want to know and then suddenly it comes up at school and everyone's, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever. But quietly you're thinking, <laughs> just, yeah, I don't believe in me, I don't believe in me either. But really you do because you don't want to say that you don't. You, yeah, you exactly do because right. you don't want to miss out. And, <laughs> 
Well, I know someone that used to really set the scene. So what she used to do is she'd um, put some raisins down on the on the ground, is that and right? then a bit of chewed carrot, and then some peanuts on the ground. And when her daughter woke up in the morning, she'd say, "Look, Father Christmas is such a slob." <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be a slob. See, I've got this is um, this is uh, <laughs> Katrine. <laughs> Oh dear! See, this is the, this is that's it. This is I'm, I want to make a movie. I've got this idea of doing a movie about the other 364 days of the year about Santa. <laughs> so well, I'm not going to tell you what it's all about because it's that too good an idea. Such a good actually, idea. that's it's a great a, idea. Because I because I, I actually think that where is he? I see. Well, okay, I can't tell you because it just suddenly becomes you know. Three off the record. Yeah. Oh well, no, because some it's, awesome. it's, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's, a, it's basically a mockumentary. Yeah. Oh man. And it's basically about what. Okay. Imagine if if Santa was as cool as like um, he was he was as a list as a Formula One driver. Okay. So like he's invited to everything. He's, he doesn't. He's just. Yeah. You know, he's the absolute super shit hot celebrity. Yeah. Um, he's he's as cool as uh, as Elon Musk. He's, yeah. And and he's as um, you know he's as he's as respected as that. He's as, he's the um, he's, he's, George, he's George Clooney. He's um, yeah. He's. Bjorn Borg, he's, you know, he's just he's all of those things. And he's just he's just cool as all shit, you know. And 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 the, hey, my God, Santa's here. Hey, what is up? You know, sort of thing. He's 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 at rappers' parties. He's at um he's at he's, he's on at, super yachts. He's at the UN. He's just, he's, <laughs> the he's, UN. Yeah, you know, he's why is Santa man? Why wouldn't he be? You know. And that's and and he's cool looking, yeah. you know. And he wears his hair back in a ponytail, like a little like he's at Karl Lagerfeld. He's <laughs> yes, like Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah, you know, we've got some cool sunnies and some things like that. Maybe just rocks khaki shorts and a Hawaiian red, shirt the no whole time. No red suit. No red suit. No, 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 no that's no, for that's work. For, that's, for, that's for work. <laughs> that's for this Actually, is the thing. He's never portrayed as very attractive, is he? <laughs> oh, he does, and he's pissed off about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and because he, he's stout. Yeah. And, he's, and he's heavy, but yeah. he's not. But he's not fat. He's not. <laughs> you know, he's not diabetes. He's he's, he's Santa. You know, he's, he's tanned and he's and he's cool. And oh, he's tanned. I like he, that. And the North Pole's got this huge, big North. In the North Pole, he's got this huge, big, like you know, like Thunderbirds style. Oh, command, you know, yeah, like a layer. Yeah, but and he's rocking shorts in there because it's all heated. Yeah, you know, but and reindeer, reindeer start underneath. You know. Oh man! I'm giving away way too much of the story, but but I've thought this through he's very like very carefully. Iron, he's a little bit like the guy from Iron Man. Not too dissimilar. That's oh. a, that, he's, it's that cool. Yeah, it's, okay. Because when you think about it, there's a lot. There's a lot goes into delivering presents to all the good kids in the world. It's such a great idea, Mike. There's more to it, way more to it than that too. And there's a, oh. there's there's two twists in there which are just. I'll tell you off it. <laughs> great, yeah. Mum. We could get behind that film, wouldn't we? We'd get oh, tickets. We would. We would. Shit. Because I actually think the myth. I think it's a really cool thing. I think there's so much stuff that's that's that is. Um, exposed or just, you know, just kid, we were just told this. We live in such an amazing, visually um, stimulating and, and um, a so called imaginative time, but there's so much stuff that, that that's a really, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think, the, you know, be, oh. behave well and, and Santa will come and see you. And I know that there's disadvantaged kids in the world, I know, yeah. but, you know, Santa still comes to them in a way, some one way or another. Yeah, and exactly. it's, just a, it's just a good, I think Christmas, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good time of the year. For, I think the concept that just be nice to everyone for one day of your life. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's, a, that's a really no, it cool comes concept. From a good, it comes from a good place, that yeah. whole thing. I mean, it's, yeah, there is um, oh, capitalist time where everyone's been, but it's just, it comes from a good place. Yeah, and, I, and I just hate the idea, I hate that that thinking of kids getting told by older kids, 
He's not even real. Yeah, yeah. He's not even real. <laughs> what are you, do, dick? You know, you think he's real? As if. And then yeah. some kid going, hang out. Oh, kids, kids are mean. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> kind of, I was imagining that. Quite, I enjoyed imagining that. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. You were quite a big kid at heart with big Im- imagination. Like, you, you, I mean, you love Santa, you love fireworks, you're, you're just, you're, you're mm. very youthful and you're in the twinkle in your in eye. My, in my head, my, in my, I sit there and go, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> why wouldn't you like fireworks again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, yes, yeah, so I suppose so. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike, so um, going on through kind of like the cro- chronological journey after. After BFM or while BFM was happening, you you took to TV, and was mm. that was that something you always wanted to do? Was it kind of like shit? Okay, I've done radio now. I want to get out there, and or was, did someone inspire you to do that? Had you seen um, shows that? It was. Um, I think it was. It was just trying a way to make some money because um, I was at the stage. At that stage, I was working in a bar. Um, the bar was like I was working really hard. Had a bar called Squid Bar in, in Auckland, which was a really cool place. Great place to go, but we worked really hard and never really made a lot that much money on it. Um, but it was it was a great experience. I never worked so hard in my whole life ever um, yeah. as I did there and doing the radio at the same time and to run a bar in Auckland for five years that everyone wanted to be at was is really cool. That's, you know, be in charge of everyone, everyone's weekend yes. every weekend is a, is a pretty as you know it's, it's, it's a big thing to try and do. Yes. And um, it was cool. It was really awesome. But um, and a friend of mine came out there and he was working on. Um, uh, sports night, a show, and I sort of said, "Oh, get, get us a job presenting on that." Because everyone always used to say to me, "You should, you should do TV," yes. and I never really liked the idea of it. For some reason, I thought, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I've got a big personality or whatever, yeah. you know, blah blah blah." And so, but I thought, "Oh, yeah," I said, "Have you got a, any jobs going?" He said, "Well, we need a snowboard reporter. We need someone to do that." And, and, I said, and I didn't had never snowboarded in my life. I went, "Yeah, folly." <laughs> you know, and then and, yeah, and I said, oh, I said, oh, you know, right. I said, I can, I can, but I and I snowboarded once or something like that. Yeah. And but a lot of the time we would go away to do these snowboarding stories, and then you go away for the weekend to film them. Then they get the weather would pack in, so we'd end up just sitting in these hotel rooms and sort of talking about, well, if I had a TV show, I'd do this and this. Yeah. And I remember watching, you know, sitting there watching something at nine thirty at night, and and it was. You know, I was just going, wow, this is so terrible. And yeah. like, I wonder how much they, they got to make this. And, you know, so I and, you know, pretty much said, oh, probably 40, 50 grand. I said, man, you give me 40, 50 grand to do half an hour's TV and I'd, I'd do something better than that. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, I, cause I, and I just came up, so I just sort of came up with what I would do and what, what yeah. I thought people were interested in. And it was a good time to do it because I guess um, counterculture in New Zealand was really kicking off. Like, say, you know, it was that grungy sort of, um, interesting time. It was an interesting yeah. time, you know, those those so years. So what else you know? was going and, on, like, and on TV at that time? Obviously, you saw something. Well, which music was, music was music was 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 you know like yeah, your Nirvanas and all yeah. that sort of thing had, had changed. Suddenly, you know, the just the, the for want of a better term, the indie alternative thing was becoming much more interesting yeah. and and more accessible. Uh, I guess. Accessible, yeah, and and that sort of open mindedness was yep. happening again. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I still find find it hard to define that that era, but. But um, you know, you saw an opening anyway. But yeah, people. There's a lot of paloozas happening over on the other side of the world, yeah. and it, just people doing some pretty loose stuff. And, and so you sort of thought, well, what would interest me? What would I want to see? I'd want to see that. I want to see a bit of this, yeah. and I'd want to see some 
you know, it's a show that's got a New Zealand band on it, interviewing that about some of this, and then play the video for that. And why can you? Why? Why then couldn't you play a ten-second snatch of the Teletubbies in there for no reason or whatever? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, which is one of the original things I wanted to do. And I always thought that New, you know, my idea for it was that New Zealanders love to watch New Zealanders, no matter what. Oh shit! It's a, yeah, as long as it's entertaining, they'll watch. They'll watch as much as they can, you know. And you could make lawn bowls entertaining if you put it to a ministry soundtrack and shoot it right. Absolutely. You know, it's like it's a, well, you kind of stuff. went through New Zealand towns and took an absolutely different take on it and made it accessible and interesting and people could have a laugh and they could also find out a little bit about Picton. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like just, just, and, yeah, make up a little bit and then tell the truth about some places yeah. and, and get really political on some of it. And, yeah. and, and you know, and I like the way that all of the... the um, initially, we did a live show every night. And yeah. that, so you had that... The, that was really. That was MTV, yeah, right? MTV, and that was that was every weeknight, and that was that. That's itself, a lot of work. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, and yeah. You, you just basically had to come to work, think up what you're going to do that day, and it was look back on it, it was really cheap and chonky, but it was but it was reflective of how a whole bunch of us in the country were feeling, I guess, mm. you know, and and we were having a lot of fun doing it, you know, and if a band came on and they were a shit interview, then you yeah, the end of it, you'd pull a face and went, obviously, <laughs> 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 and, and if it was someone good, then yeah, get them on again, and and um, and. It just as we became creatively more sort of um, honing our skills, I think the, the show got better. We went into did the hour long show, which was um, luxury suites and conference facility, which is still oh, just yes. awesome. Awesome was named for a TV show oh ever God. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it was called Havoc Luxury Suites and Conference Facility. It was with because um, um, they told us to hurry up and tell us what the name was going to be. So I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And um, yeah, and then but then we and then in the trip and then the Havoc News Boys Sellout tour we went around the country and oh, did so a that of came stuff. afterwards. Yeah. After yeah, Luxury yeah, Suites. Yeah. And you, you would have talked to so many bands and, and people over those years and with the BFM thing. Did you yeah. did you have these um have any repeat customers you just used to love getting back on the mic or or getting back in for an interview? Like, oh, I say repeat customers really, like old uh, friends who would come back you'd speak to over the years yeah yeah I mean I, I, it's hard to sort of I've spoken to so I've been so lucky the amount of people oh, I've spoken to just like you know from you know political masterminds to you know yeah. to, to, to some of the best musicians some, some of my most you know most esteemed heroes you know yeah. I've spoken to you know and then it's that's really cool I just I just I can't think of, of course of massive James Addiction fans only time to speak to to, to change to Perry Farrell and just yeah. blows my mind, you know. Just and, and there's been to, like Chemical Brothers are amazing. Yes, wow. you know, they're, they're really cool. They're just so down to earth. I couldn't believe it. They're, you know, they're some of the very best ever. Just, the there's so many people. Like, Alan Clark has been able to speak to the Prime Minister of the country every Monday on an improvised. Because I, I went out to before she became Prime Minister, I went out to lunch with her and sort of said, "Hey, look, yeah, you know, I'm sort of in a position where I've got a lot of." You know, I feel like I know a lot about the the youth of the country at the moment. If you ever need to utilise that, it gives a yell sort of thing. And she yeah. and she was really cool about it. She said, "Oh, well, you know, tell me what you think about this." And yeah, and then she became the prime minister, and she never and she still called in every Monday. That's great. To this blithering idiot who was doing student radio, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who never had any questions prepared, who but knew what he wanted to say. You know, it's like, and that was that's it. That, and that used to people would come from like DJs from overseas would come over, and you talk to them, and they go, "You speak to the prime minister every week." Yeah, man. And, and now so, she's yeah. hanging out with Santa at the UN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's but yeah, that's that stuff's really cool and and um and you know, just just now and then being being able to just talk to these literally just uber rock gods. Yeah. And going, Wow, you're really wow, shit. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 the uh, and run my opinions past you, Steph. You know? No, no, I'm taking it all on board. I am. But Who um, would you most like to interview in the whole world? 
Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, Don Henley coming. <laughs> I saw him in an interview the other night talking about um, his journey. You're a big Eagles fan, weren't you, I gr- was, kind of growing yeah. up? Yeah. With um, Glenn Frey. Glenn Frey, yeah. About, you know, how they started their band and the journey that they made together and how they got started. They used to back for Linda Ronstadt. And, oh, man. Yeah. Should so we the, hang out outside and try and get a podcast in before I they go on stage? I was just wanting it to go on and on and on. It was... It was incredible to listen Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to, to the whole journey that they'd gone through. I'm, I'm really loving watching good musical documentaries at the moment, yeah. you know, where you just find out so much more about <coughs> about um, about bands and even reading a good a good Bloody biography, bio. good bio. Yeah. Whoo! Yeah. Yeah, even even uh, you know, there's some some there's some good podcasts out there too. You know, like just loving people, the podcast. People thing. telling their um, people telling their stories. Good one to check out is Mark Maron if you yeah. haven't before. Love Mark Maron. Oh, He's yeah. cool. The thing is, I find with podcasts that I just don't have the time. I'm not a big, not really big on um, headphones. Yeah, a lot, and I think it's uh, like maybe I'm not sort of in a position where I could just have it blaring over the radio. You know, no. and um, it's hard to make time for it. I find I find it so. Do you, what do you think about this, Steph? Do you think it's strange that so many people walk around with headphones on? I've actually just realised as I asked the questions, yeah. don't mean to interrupt, that I spent half my life with headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why I hate it. But sorry, sorry. I, I meant more on the buses and, you know, there's people on buses and walking to work and jogging and... Yeah, I think that people are wanting to, to take themselves to another space, whether it's a sort of yeah. a, something that they want to relax before a hard day at work. I think that there's a lot of pressure on people now. I think totally. that they're yeah. just looking for um, um, comforts in their life and yeah. I think that An music is, uh, is just... Plays such a vital role in most people's lives, doesn't it? Because yeah. it sort of takes them to a very soothing, sort of comfortable space. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I agree with what you say about people escaping, though. And I, I, that's what I say. I, I like, I like being able to walk down the road and hear what's around me. Yes, know, like, so do and I. hear what's going on, and yeah, you know, not necessarily love it, but I find that interesting. You know, wouldn't and it be nice if you could combine the two, so you didn't have um, headphones on, but you had your soundtrack, maybe like. Coming out of your chest, so you could hear what's going on around you, but you also had a few. But then, but then if, what about if you? But then you would hear weird about other people hearing your soundtrack. Yeah, that's true. You Especially know, like, if you. Well, what if you had a little guilty pleasure on, eh? Like what sort of guilty pleasure? Sorry, by Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I can see. But that. don't be guilty because it's your pleasure. Eh? Yeah, exactly. You know. Hey, um, I'm very conscious of it being three thirty-one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. But so, um, I would just like to say thank you so much for um. My pleasure. My Honing pleasure. over. It's been really nice chatting to you. And, I'd love um, to do it again sometime. Yes, Steph, so nice to meet you too. Oh, no, it's great, Mike. I was just very intrigued with, with your story. Well, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Do you oh, think listen, it's only just begun, 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 <laughs> begun. Man, oh, hey, I, I hope, we, I, hope yeah. I get final sign-off for you to talk about this, um, to have that Father Christmas story in amongst us. But if well, you need me to take it out for copyright's sake. If my no, sort of evaluation of you in the last half, three quarters of an hour is go. that... I think that for somebody to go and to read stories to young children, to take them to a, a magical place, um, you come across as a very endearing character. Thank you, Steph. Would you like a hug? Should we have a hug? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like hey, a little, like before a, a hug, can, yeah. we, can we get a freedom? A, a, a proper freedom? A proper, is it, is it, are we allowed to? Yeah. What's a freedom? You'll see now. Freedom!
Mickey, I hope you lead vocals in the band. That was awesome. I am the lead vocals in the band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Mikey. Can we get a good on you for asking for freedom? Yeah. Um, guys, <laughs> we'll see you next I, time I, around. I called you Mickey. Then, so. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. We'll see you next time at Stompland. Um, I'm Ruben. This is Steph. Say bye, Mum. Bye, folks. And Mikey, thank you so much. Stop, Stop. Stop.